Welcome to the Kim Duran Podcast. I'm Ty Ford coming to you from the piney woods of Camp Duran. We hope this podcast will encourage you and keep you on the path following Jesus every day. glad that you're with me today and I'm excited yeah. for everybody to get to hear from you some of your thoughts and just how's it how's it going with you um, we haven't known each other very long this is your second true. on staff mm-hmm. uh, but you have been a hit and everybody has enjoyed getting huh. to know you and well thank you fun to watch you you know just learn Camp Deer Run stuff and then also fun to just watch you as you serve others. We've had a great time. Uh, I mean, I do remember the night that you and I think Drew Harris brought us a cat that you had found yes. in the woods, and that was an exciting moment. But yeah, uh, baby cat. First year, unfortunately, that cat is no longer with us. I think the woods, oh, man. woods claimed her. But <laughs> oh, cool. Um, well, so other than that, memory from your first summer. What yes. what uh, what memories do you have? Like when you think of that first summer, because what was it? It wasn't this summer; it was the one before it. So no. twenty nineteen. Yeah. 2019. How did you How did you even learn about Camp Deer Run and decide to come out here? Like, tell us that. Well, I so I'm from Memphis, and so anytime anybody would ask me um, how I got there, they would be a little surprised that I'm not from Texas, which is fine. But um, I so I went out to eat with. Morgan Taylor one night and my sister, my older sister, and they're some of each other's best friends. And we were talking about our summer plans somehow, if I remember right. And Morgan told me about Camp Deer Run. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Um, And so she kind of got me plugged in and I applied and came and it was a great summer. I had a lot of fun. Um, It was really scary at first because it was not Tennessee anymore and it was a place I didn't know with people I didn't know but um it was good it was scary and it um was one of my absolute favorite summers and so I came back again (laughs) what was uh scary about it just being in a new place with a bunch of Texans you don't know or yeah Texans are crazy (laughs) I'm just kidding um no yeah being with um, a group of people who were already acclimated to each other and to a, a new place for me, at least, um, was difficult. But um, I was quickly taken under many people's wings and shown the ropes and um, not only like shown how to work at camp and how to live at camp, but like how to be friends with people out there, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so I was really one of my favorite parts of that summer. Yeah. I have yeah. always enjoyed watching people that have never, ever set foot <laughs> at Camp Deer Run, getting to come out here and, you know, just seeing them experience it for the first time as yeah. a 22-year-old, you know, it, it just looks like that would be definitely intimidating and kind of scary, but also just super fun. So, it, yeah, it's incredible. Well, I'm glad you did choose to come back. And I did want to ask, like, what was it – you know, 
about the first year or like what led you to come back? Why would you want to come and be in this hot, sweaty place once again? I love the mission. Um, the mission of camp is just one that very quickly became really close to my heart. Um, but also it was easy to see that everyone else I was working with also loved the mission. And um, just like, it was almost contagious or it was contagious of how much they loved it and still do. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but just knowing that I would be coming back to a group of people who um, loved me, but loved Christ and the mission more mm -hmm. than um, me and knew it was more important than our friendship or any relationship out there um, was something that drew me back. Yeah, that's great. And that is, that's a wonderful part of camp for sure. Um, well, so thinking about just a regular old day at camp, what do you enjoy? Like what's a favorite one of your activities that we do on a regular basis? Well, I would say we're talking daily, um, him time, easy. Okay. Um, it's just nice to sit there in the rec hall with everybody. Um, and knowing, like, just looking up in the Raptors and seeing the legacy that um, we get to carry on and not only carry on through camp, but, like, carry on through worship wherever we go. Right. Um, and just like that, it's almost like a like the cloud of witnesses there in the Raptors because you can read names, you know. Yeah. And um, now I don't know a lot of the names, but I know some of them, and I know that a lot of the – most of them love this mission and love – the yeah. Lord. And so, yeah, so that's good. That's very, um, very special for sure. You have yeah. I would also, well, I would also say cross Devo is just a, I, which isn't, it's not daily, but it's <laughs> yeah. weekly or right. biweekly. Every session. Yes. Um, yeah. And actually my first summer out there, I was a little, um, nervous about it, hesitant about it. And then um, fell in love with it just because yeah. it's so real. And the first night I saw it, I did not know the fire was going to happen. Oh, really? And I was, <laughs> was a little a little worried up there yeah. because I had heard of stories of the last summer. And I said, uh, is this supposed to happen? And I was like, yeah, it is. So, But <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So what other like weekly or big activity that doesn't happen totally every day kind of like cross devos is there any others that right. you look at and say i really love that i love mellow night it's uh it's just fun to see what kids and staff want to get up there and do for everybody uh -huh. the talents that they want to show us it's just fun to see and it's a good time because it's all of camp yet? do what have you performed at mellow night yeah, my camper's second session, 2019, signed me up to sing uh, <laughs> a song I wrote in the third grade about a cracker, a wheat thin. That's awesome. I must have missed that one, but that sounds yeah. very special. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you've had two summers at camp, and, you know, I would think that you've learned and grown in different ways, but what are some important lessons that God has taught you out here during those two summers? The first summer, um, like I said at the beginning, was really difficult because um, 
I didn't, I went in knowing one person. Mm-hmm. And so he really taught me kind of, well, he just really taught me um, that he is the only one that is going to be steady throughout everything, throughout changes, throughout um, ups and downs and new places, old places, because this is also a place that um, not, again, none of my family has been to. And um, I have two older sisters. And so that was kind of difficult for me to know that like, this is something my sisters have never done or something that they'll never have an experience at. And so just knowing that it was me and him, that was kind of all I needed. Yeah. Um, That was a big one. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Any other lessons Um, in your head? Yeah. This past summer was, you know, a difficult summer for everybody. Yeah. Um, because we did things differently. Um, we did things shorter. Um, and it kind of, at times I was in the mindset of like, this place is going down. You need to grab what you can while you still can. But he was just teaching me like, be here. Like what I'm doing for you is enough. Um, and it kept, it kept, I grew up at a church that talked about the Passover meal a lot, like the actual Jewish tradition that is still practiced. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they talk about in that is um, talking about the Exodus and about, so the reader will say like, if you had brought, if you had brought us out of Egypt alone, that would have been enough. And all the people say, die anew, which is, just means it would have been enough or would have been, would have been sufficient. And so just really resting in, in die anew, like we got through this week and that if this had just been this week, like that would be enough for us. So that was really big this summer. Yeah. I would say. Absolutely. I think there were some pretty extraordinary lessons learned in the midst of all this. And absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Well, is there anything you've, you know, learned or picked up at camp that you already have incorporated in your life or like that, you know, as you think about it, something you're trying to, you know, you took it, you learned it here, you practiced it here and you're you're putting it into work in your life now. Anything like that? Um, yeah, how to grill a hot dog perfectly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, the humility of not knowing anything and not knowing how things move on, an, on a normal day at camp or yeah. not even just camp, like not knowing how to do things at school or not knowing how to do things at home mm-hmm. um, and just having that humility to ask questions and um yeah know that like that's okay yeah and so that's something that I learned especially last summer mm-hmm. like 2019 right so, so yeah how to, so you're a little more comfortable in those situations but you've also learned to just hold it on hold things a little more loosely and ask questions Absolutely. and yeah that's good yeah that is and it seems like where we are now is the virus and everything that that's even more important to just right be, be be patient and be willing to listen and ask questions and willing to hang loose and figure things out that's great <laughs> well right. um so obviously a big part of the day at camp is uh quiet time with god which does lead into your favorite time of hymn time um and it's one of my favorite times of the day is you know when everybody stops to be quiet and we get together the whole camp to worship and sing and then it breaks into ball games and dinner and it's not as hot it's just a really good part of the day um so 
thinking about quiet time, what does that look like for you during the year? Like, how do you practice being quiet with God when you're not at camp, when you're not in the woods, you're on a college campus, you know, you live with a couple other girls, like, how do you, how do you find a place that's quiet? Where do you go? What's that look like in your life? Right, it's much harder during the school year when it's not um, in part of your, part of your everyday schedule, Um, but one thing that I like to do during my quiet time is a breath prayer that kind of something I learned in high school um which is just like you breathe in I usually breathe in well okay you breathe in the good and you breathe out the bad okay so what I like to do is like breathe in as I breathe in I say father and as I breathe out like I give you this situation Uh or I give you this friendship or whatever and so when quiet time becomes something that is um difficult for me or something that is not as routine anymore. Um, like in seasons like that, I start with something like that and kind of work my way into, um, more time. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good thing. And kind of similar to that. So during the year you're busy, like everybody, you got lots going on. Like what helps you stay close to God? What helps you pay attention to him and you know, practice uh, walking with him? What what helps you during the year? Um, community is a big thing with that. Um, I love being around people. Um, I love who I live with. I live with Sydney Hammond and Kara Knowles. Like, I love um, spending time with them and just being around like-minded people yeah. that um, know the importance of quiet time and know the importance of, um, which also you can find these people outside of camp people as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, um who just know the importance of quiet time and know the importance of a relationship with Christ and all these different things and um just surrounding myself with people who I know will push me closer to the cross and um not towards myself but towards Christ yeah so that's really big for me yeah that's great you've had to I mean I'm taking this from what you just said but you've had to choose that right didn't totally just fall into your lap you've had to make that choice and that kind of leads us into the next thing but so just thinking about your life I mean I know you you're a good person you truly are walking with the Lord and seeking him yeah you're welcome and uh (laughs) but you've had to choose things along the way to get Mm -hmm. where you are and of course you've made bad choices we all have but if you kind of look back on your how old are you 19 20 21 20. 20. So 20. you look back on your 20 years, what are some large choices that you have made or maybe not large, but just what have been some important choices you've made that have helped keep you on the path or get you back on the path? But Right. You know, two or three large important choices that you've made. Um, because I think as, you know, we all going through life, I think it's pretty important that we recognize the choices we make are very impactful. So what choices mm-hmm. have you made that you look back and say that that was critical? Um, I would say that realizing and then going forth with this, um, realizing that I need accountability partners and I need people who hold me accountable on different things like um, quiet time and just other things. Um, finding those people and 
because for throughout my high school, I was like, I don't really think that that's something I really want. Maybe I need it, but mm-hmm. I don't think I want it because I won't be as fun as just doing whatever I want, you know, <laughs> yeah. but realizing that, um, that is something that we're called to have. And that is something that is good and right. Yeah. Um, realizing that. And then once I found them, like actually listening to the Lord and letting the Holy spirit, um, work through those people yeah. and work through myself and, um, be able to rely on them. So choosing to do that was a, a choice that needed to be done, but also a choice that was difficult. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Good. Um, another one I would say would be, and this is something I'm currently working on, working on learning the balance of, but, um, finding that place of holding myself to a standard that is like holding myself to a standard that is right and good, but also giving myself grace when I mess up. Yeah. And that is a, I don't know if I would say that's a choice, but it's something that I'm learning how to balance better, how to um, Mm -hmm. know when I'm giving myself grace or when I'm just being lazy and letting myself off. Yeah. You have to learn to recognize it, but yeah, there's some choice involved in that for sure. Cause even if you recognize it, you still got to give that grace. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Very good. Any others you can think of? Um, choices I make well I would say just how I spend my time also Mm -hmm. um what I who I give my time to and what I give my time to um is important and realizing that some things I need to do other things I don't need to do and finding the balance there as well yeah 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 good very good well um so considering just and where we all sit today with pandemic and like life has just kind of been flip-flopped around we've been you know things have been canceled or postponed or rescheduled a hundred times we've we've all dealt with some level of frustration and all that and now you guys are back in school some of some of the campers are online students some of the Mm -hmm. campers are in person at school others are waiting for the chance to go back I mean you yourself said there at Harding that most of y'all are in person. Some of your classes are online, but anyway, it's just a very yeah. different scenario we're all living in. So yeah, I guess just what encouragement or wisdom from McLean would you share uh, <laughs> with anybody listening to this for these just weird days that we're living in? Oh man. Um, well, first of all, they are super weird, yeah. but, but at the same time, and this is something that, um, a few of my friends and I talked about before we went to camp is just how excited we were this summer, at least how excited we were um, just to see how different things would be. And like, they weren't going to be as normal as they always had been. Um, But just being able to see how creative everybody can get about different things and like letting, because we're made by a creator. And so we have these things to do and we have this brain that works in, really incredible ways and it's we're just I don't know seeing how we get to adapt to this and um rather than shutting ourselves in to a room because we're scared of what might 
happen. Like um, we have to focus on what is happening yeah. and work towards making what is happening as good as it can be yeah. here on earth. So, yeah. Good. yeah. Well, uh, you know, another thing just wondering about, do you have a, just a favorite verse or a favorite you know, section of scripture that yes. you enjoy or anything like that, that you would want to share with everybody. And I guess obviously why you like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like Psalm 13. Okay. And um, it starts off and it's talking about how long will you forget me, Lord? Like how long will you hide your face from me? Um, it's talking about the writer's talking about how he's wrestling with his thoughts and all this stuff. And then it's, it's six verses and the first two are, where are you? What are you? Why aren't you helping me? And then um, it talks about. It's a total of um, six verses? Yeah, it's a total of six verses. You want to just read and them? Then the next few. Yeah, absolutely. It <laughs> says, how long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, O oh Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I've overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. And I just love that because at first, he's just like, what? What are you doing here? Why are you? Where are you? But then it, I can almost hear him taking a breath after the, after the fourth verse and then coming back and saying, well, but also I trust in your unfailing love. And... I rejoice in your salvation and you've been good to me. Yeah. And so I just love that Psalm 13. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Cause a lot of times it does feel like, you know, where are you God and what's going on? I don't understand this, but when we can stop and just think about it, we can see that, man, he has been yeah. good to me. That's great. Yeah. Well, um, you know, at the end of each one of these, I am asking, uh, you guys would share a prayer for the campers for the staff or anybody that's listening and you had said for that you really wanted to just share um prayer in ephesians so why don't you mm -hmm. share that and just use that as a prayer over the lives of anybody and everybody that's listening to this today all right for this reason i kneel before the father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its names i pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his powers that according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Amen.